Hello and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, hosted by TWU Entrepreneurs, where we share the stories of successful entrepreneurs with the goal to inspire our listeners to start their own ventures. We're your hosts, McKenna Relkoff and Victoria Weeb. Each episode is recorded on the lively campus of Trinity Western University in the greater Pacific Northwest. We're super excited to introduce our first podcast guest, Alicia Kumar. Alicia Kumar is a social media and digital marketing expert living in the Pacific Northwest. She has 10 plus years of marketing and PR experience and is the founder of a digital marketing agency called The Social Project. Now working with some of the globe's most innovative and forward-thinking brands, Alicia helps businesses create and implement marketing strategies through social media platforms to increase organic growth, convert followers into paying customers, and make sure their social media is on point with their brand. She is also a community architect and helps women make an impact through their entrepreneurial ventures by hosting monthly educational workshops and events for a business she co-founded called the Seattle Business Babes, which is part of the larger community of the Business Babes Collective. When she's not busy working, you can find her with her dog, Nigel, or traveling. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia, and thank you for being our very first guest. Welcome to our podcast, Alicia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here today. So our first question for you is, did you intend to become an entrepreneur or was it by accident? For sure. So I definitely did not intend to become an entrepreneur. Um, Three years ago, I was actually studying for law school um, and I ended up going to an event exactly three years from March 1st this year. Um, And it was Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, ended up going and walked out of there knowing I didn't want to work for anybody but myself. (laughs) It was the weirdest feeling. Um, I didn't even know what that meant. I mean, also coming first gen, um, out here. My parents were immigrants. I didn't ever have the choice to become an entrepreneur. Um, To them, success looked like being a doctor or a lawyer, um, something along those fields. And so I remember them just being like, what on earth are you doing? And I was like, I have no idea, but just roll (laughs) roll with me. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it definitely was not intended whatsoever. Um, I definitely have been in the corporate world for a long time, I would say so, but um, then he'll know my age. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you've spent over 10 years in marketing. So how have these experiences helped prepare you for running your own business? For sure. So um, I think just the skills that I attained from being in these positions from a very early stage in my careers. I was always either head of marketing or um, the executive or had one of those roles along with an HR role, which definitely played into hiring and helped me in that sense too. Mm. So don't discredit any of the jobs you're at right now. You're probably learning skills that you have no idea you'll need in the long run, but they're going to come into play for sure. Um, So yeah, just being in those roles and taking the lead on projects, I think definitely helped. Um, in the process of starting my own business and being able to manage a team and grow in that sense as well. And yeah, just step into a more leadership role when I do, when it does come to my businesses. What are tangible steps that you can take to step up into those leadership roles? Like how would you know when it's time to 
And how would you know the right way to go about that if you've been at a company long enough? So I do a ton of self-development. Um, I wake up really early. Every morning I spend time with myself only probably about five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know a lot of people do that when they wind down at night. Mine just looks different. It's in the morning. So my reading, my journaling, all of that happens in the mornings. Um, and then I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of work with coaches as well, um, which I started early on as well. I'm not saying everybody has to invest in a coach. But um, I think working on self-awareness is one of the biggest skills that a leader can have. Mm -hmm. And so just really stepping into that and figuring out who I am, what my purpose is, and then emulating that into um, these leadership roles. And so just, yeah, I would say self-awareness for sure. Mm -hmm. Tap into that and the rest (laughs) is going to (laughs) play. Did you do any of that before you were an entrepreneur and started your own business? Or was that something you decided to take on after realizing that self-awareness is something you need to be more on top of or did you already do that? Yeah so um, I've always been into educating myself. It's been really important to me from the get-go. I was always in school doing something. I changed careers. Oh my gosh I think about five times and so I know that's really weird. (laughs) Um, I started off with dental hygiene which led into like psych nursing and yeah just a really weird journey Um, but I think I was subconsciously doing this work beforehand so I've always been a reader as well and um, yeah just self-development books Mm -hmm. um, were always part of something that I was doing whether I knew it was going to be for entrepreneurship or not. So that actually leads into our next question. On social media, you talk a lot about imposter syndrome, which I really admire because I've struggled with that too. But it's also a very real issue that people, especially younger professionals, deal with. Um, Can you explain what imposter syndrome is and how you've navigated it? Yeah, so imposter syndrome, it is the process of thinking that Um, You don't have what it takes to be in certain positions, um, whether it is in your career or as an entrepreneur. um, It just seems like everybody else has done it and you don't deserve to be in those spaces with those same people. One thing I always remind myself is my purpose Mm -hmm. Um, and coming back to that and knowing that, yeah, there have been people who have done very similar things. There's so many social media agencies out there, but those social media agencies don't have me in them. Um, Right. And so when you work with me, you get me as well. (laughs) And so just really stepping into that as well and knowing that there is only one of each of us and what we bring to the table is so different than what you and your you are going to bring. And so I think just, yeah, remembering that there's only one of you and every single time that you show up online or um, even offline, that there is definitely space for you to sit on those stages, be on those podcasts, and that you deserve every right to be there. Did you ever encounter imposter syndrome when you were beginning to work with larger clients? And how long did it take you to begin working with them? Oh my goodness. I remember um, when my largest client approached me, I literally thought I was being punked. Um, I remember when the regional manager of that um, division for this business and this brand reached out and she slid into my DMs from her personal and I was like, are you sure? Like this does, this is not real. Ashton Kutcher, where are you? Like, (laughs) come get me. Um, and so I asked her to send me an email, but it definitely came into play because I was like, "Mm, I've only been in this game for about, it was eight months at that time. And, um, while I did have the 
background of marketing, I didn't know that these opportunities existed and they did exist because I kept showing up um, Mm. for my business and obviously made an impact on this woman who slid into my DMs. So then once she actually sent me an email and I saw the handle and I was like, okay, this is real. (laughs) Um, It continued as well. It does to this day. We Mm. still work with that brand. And there's so many times that I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this real? Am I supposed to, you know, be working with this brand? I'm only a few years into my business. There's people who have been doing this longer. And um, yeah, just it's constantly there. But you always have to remind yourself that, yeah, you're supposed to be working with that brand because that Mm -hmm. brand really likes working with you. And obviously you're producing them results and they can go work with somebody who is going to produce the same results or even better. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I've been to an event that you've spoken at before, and I was really blown away by how you were able to start messaging these larger clients just through LinkedIn, messaging them and saying why they should work with you and what you have to offer. And I really admired that. Would you recommend that to other people? And did it um, get you the results that you were hoping for? Yeah. So LinkedIn is huge right now. Like I think everybody should be jumping on there, making sure that your bio is very clear in what you offer. Um, So mine is very clear in terms of I help businesses um, leverage social media for their brands and bring in quality leads for your business. I just spruced up my profile, made it up to date, and then I started DMing people regardless. So whether I heard a no, whether I heard a nothing, or whether I heard a maybe or a yes, um, I didn't ever give up. Because, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Is they're going to say no or they're going to, like, send you to their junk mail or something? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, so what? Um, You'll be back. But, (laughs) um, yeah, just I think there's so much to be done on LinkedIn. And just getting over that fear of, you know, hearing the no's and is going to be so helpful. Right. You're going to hear a few no's in your life. Oh, my gosh, girl. You're going to hear thousands. Like, I think we send out... Oh my gosh, I want to say a hundred or so outreaches each week. Oh man. Yeah, it is intense. Well, you think of all the brands that are being built out there, right? And yeah. so I know U.S. stats, um, women in the U.S. are starting over 1,800 businesses a day. That's wow. insane. A day. Okay. And so that's 2018 stat. It's probably way larger now. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about that, I'm like, okay, well, there's obviously businesses that need our help. How do I get to them? And so whether that's LinkedIn or Instagram or finding them through networking events, Mm -hmm. um, I think just being always on top of getting those leads, like we never stop getting leads. Even if we've hit our goal or our income goal for the month, Mm -hmm. we never stop on leads. Okay, so because you're a marketing professional, we'd love to pick your brain on some key marketing tips for startups. Do you have like five key marketing tips that you'd like to give our listeners who are maybe in the process of starting a business or interested in starting a business? Yeah, so the first one I would say is launch it broken, fix it live. Um, Mm -hmm. As long as you are showing up, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or on podcasts, like just start somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think so many times we think that everything has to be perfect when we launch it and it really doesn't. Nobody's looking at, you know, your hair out of place or whatever else is going on in our head that's within us. Mm -hmm. Um, So just making sure that you're um, getting out there and doing whatever it is that you want to. Um, The second thing is providing value at 
all costs. So I always think of Gary Vaynerchuk's jab, 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 right hook. Um, so you provide value, 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 and then you go in for the sale. Um, just don't ask for it off the bat because you haven't built that trust with anybody. So mm. obviously they don't want to buy you with, from you. It comes back to the no like trust of marketing. Um, my third thing is go to where your target audiences. If your target audience is in between the ages of 50 to 70, um, they're probably not hanging on Instagram. <laughs> so that is not going to serve you any purpose. Um, and so, yeah, just figuring out who your target demographic is and write down everything from giving these personas names and their ages and where they're hanging out on the weekends and mm -hmm just everything, like getting down to every single detail. So the moment that you go out and you find, you know, a Sally or a Joe, and that's your ideal client, then you're like, okay, this person right there, that's somebody who needs um, my services or products, and it's going to help them in some sort of way. Um, my fourth one would probably be I think integrity is key mm. when it comes to business. Um, so make sure that you are in it for the right reasons. Um, I think anytime anybody does anything for profit straight up, it just becomes a disaster. Um, so figure out how are you really serving your audience and your community and how you can show up for them and the rest will come in return. Um, and the fifth one, I would say be yourself. <laughs> I think the world is missing a lot of people just showing up as themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's so great. Like I love when people are so authentic and um, show up like that in person and online and wherever they are, you know? Yeah, the curated feeds are great. They're not personally for me. I want to see like what you're doing behind the scenes, like what went into how I got on this podcast and where are you know, relationship development, right. McKenna, like where did this come from? And so yeah, showing a ton of behind the scenes and just being you. This is relating to somewhat to the integrity step that you mentioned. Um, we want to ask you, how do you integrate your faith with your business? Great question. So this has actually been somewhat difficult in terms of drawing the line um, of what I do want to share online about my faith or um, with clients and whatnot and really figuring out where the place for it is. Um, but each day I live out um, God's plan for me and his purpose and really focusing on that and making sure that integrity is involved in anything that I do and making sure that I'm serving those around me um, and keeping that at the forefront of everything that I'm doing each day. Okay, so what are you looking forward to business-wise in the future? Oh my goodness, so many things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like a big dreamer, but I'm also very much an action taker. Oh, that's good. So um, I am looking forward to growing my team. Mm. Um, I think that's really important to me right now in terms of being this agency larger than I had intended it to be. Um, it just, I guess your goals grow and your dreams grow as time goes on as mm -hmm. well and things evolve, um, your dreams do as well. And so mm -hmm. at first, while I thought it was only going to be myself, um, I ended up bringing on my CMO, Charlie, who McKenna's met. I and she's like, her. oh, <laughs> same. Um, she is like my right hand woman and just so important. Um, but I want more of that, you know, I want mm -hmm. more people on my team. I want to help people grow and um, achieve their goals by being a part of my business. Mm 
And so how do I change people's lives in that sense? Um, I am looking forward to more speaking gigs. I was recently chosen to speak on a global stage out in Vegas. Right? I know COVID-19 got in the way, but (laughs) I know. I'm still putting that on my resume because. Yeah, (laughs) that is still a huge accomplishment. You should be proud of that. I will still be on two of their stages next year in San Fran and Las Vegas. So I'm really excited for that. Right. Um, But yeah, just doing more marketing things out there, working with more brands um, and coming up with really cool campaigns that are out of the box and really disrupting what entrepreneurship looks like because mm. it doesn't look like me many of the times. It I don't relate to the Jenna Kutchers or the you know Amy Porterfields in the world. They don't look like mm. me. They probably don't have the same background, but there is quite a shift when it comes to a lot of women in color right now who are disrupting the norm of entrepreneurship mm. and I'm all here for it and I'm going to hopefully be part of that. Do you believe in having like a five-year plan? Like, you know, when people say like, where do you want to see yourself in five years? Do you like kind of <laughs> believe that that can be actually a concrete thing then? Or do you think it changes all the time? Oh my, oh, it changes all the time. Okay. <laughs> at 30, I'll be really transparent with my age. I really don't care. <laughs> um, at 30, I thought I was going to be married, have two kids with, you know, a white picket fence house. I don't even know what that looks like out here. Um, because you can't buy a house if you're from my generation. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I thought my life was going to be extremely different. Um, but then, everything started to evolve in terms of entrepreneurship these last few years. And it became a reality of like, Hey, actually I don't have to be married. I don't have to have kids and I can actually take this other path and do the rest of it as it comes. Mm -hmm. And so I think everybody's focus changes as well. Right. So Mm -hmm. like I said, previously your, I think your goals change and your dreams change as you evolve and that's okay. It's cool to have a five-year plan. I'm sure I do somewhere in like one of my old diaries that I should probably (laughs) find. And Um, yeah, I I think it just depends on how stringent you are on that. If that is Mm -hmm. like your set goal, um, then you know what? Go for it. It's, I think it's so different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's journey is so different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what makes all of this so cool though. Personally, myself, I've struggled a lot with this timeline that society has given us. And I think a lot of our listeners have struggled with that recently too, whether it's not thinking or thinking that you need to be married by a certain time, have kids by a certain time, have a certain job. And I think that is really good advice for, um, people in our generation that we are kind of changing this social construct of having these certain like deadlines for life, major life events. And it's okay to put those on the back burner or not even do them at all by changing your ultimate goal and that it's okay to step out of the norm and be an entrepreneur and do something different and change how entrepreneurship looks. Mm-hmm. And I love in your Instagram bio, it says disrupting female entrepreneurship, I believe. Yes, right? it I does. love that. That is such a catchy, like, oh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I love that. <laughs> and I think that it's okay to disrupt this societal um, timeline and we need to move towards doing our own thing. And that's something that our generations are really good at doing. Mm -hmm. We're just needing to take it into entrepreneurship as well. Right. Mm -hmm. No, totally. And you can even do that in your career as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to only be in entrepreneurship. It can be in terms of relationships or your career and what that looks like in the C-suite. You don't have to work your way up in the C-suite. If you want to go for that CMO role and you're only like a starter marketing 
I don't know what you are, but you know, you're starting, <laughs> you're starting. Um, but you want to go for that CML role. Yeah. You work your way up there. Um, however you want to, that can look like you applying for that role right off the bat and mm. giving her and going for it, you know, but really having faith in yourself as well. And so you do what you want to do. Okay. <laughs> you just roll with it. There's probably going to be a lot of failure down the, you know, down the path. Right. And I mean, I fail every single day at something. <laughs> and so, yeah, just keep going. There is going to be a graduating class here in another month or so from Trinity Western University. And I know some of them have expressed their concerns about having a job right after or not having the role that they wanted right after graduation or that they're not even going to apply for the role that they really want after graduation. What would you say to that? I would say success doesn't happen overnight, even mm -hmm. though that looks like what goes on on Instagram or maybe what's going on with your friends and whatnot. But I can guarantee you success like that does not happen overnight. It takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of long days and long nights. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of hard work. Um, and so just knowing that you have to start somewhere, I think is the biggest thing mm -hmm. is regardless of like, whether you are starting in the C-suite or not, or whether you're making six figures right off the bat, um, you have to start somewhere and then work your way from there, you know, and like learn as, learn as you go on and maybe you'll make a role that didn't even exist up, you know? <laughs> right. And so, yeah, just remembering that you have to start somewhere and overnight success, as much as it looks really cool on Instagram, um, it is definitely not a thing. Okay, so our last question for you is, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? Entrepreneurship means freedom. It means probably a life that my parents didn't even know could exist for me. And they've worked really hard to provide for me. And it's like probably exceeding all of their expectations that they thought they would have. Um, and it means living your best life even though there's really crazy things that happen along the way <laughs> and there's a lot of instability. Oh, yeah. um, it means, yeah, it's, it means passion. Mm. That's what it means to me. Can you be a entrepreneur if you're more risk adverse or would you recommend being a more risk taking or risk seeking person to be an entrepreneur if it means instability sometimes? <laughs> I'm personally a risk taker. Mm -hmm. I, it's the weirdest thing because I'm very impulsive, but I'm also very analytical. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you present to me something, I will kind of look at it and be like, okay, this is A and this is B, but I'll probably make my decision right away and just run with it. Whether it's going to be a great idea or not, um, might fail at it. Who cares? I'll probably learn something along the way. And that's, I think, all Heck I'm yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all I care about. Um, so I, I do think there does take bit of risk taking throughout the not a bit there's a whole lot of risk taking mm -hmm. <laughs> I was pretty much like you know what my corporate career looks really great but I'm gonna go do this thing and probably not make money for like a year so oh, that is okay um yeah definitely dipped into my savings if you guys want to learn more about that go to my Instagram page um I'm very <laughs> transparent about it and um yeah I think it does take quite a bit of risk taking mm -hmm. but if you are very careful that doesn't go to say you can't be an entrepreneur either yeah because I would say that I'm a pretty 
safe person. I like security. So for me, because I was studying business and then I transferred into education because I like <laughs> the stable, like I can get a job as a teacher right after I graduate. Um, but like for me, entrepreneurship is something that I've always wanted to do. Even for those people who maybe do want a stable job after that you graduate doesn't mean that you can't be an entrepreneur. You can always have like a cool side hustle or something like that. I think um, that so many people don't realize what entrepreneurship is or what it truly means. They think that you have to have your own business or you have to be doing this extracurricular to be an entrepreneur. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, We have a lot of different majors on campus and we want to get it across that um, business isn't the only major that qualifies you to be an entrepreneur, that you can really do it from anything. And uh, have you seen any examples of that in your career? I am definitely an example of that. I got my um, BA in political science. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've always been in a marketing role though. And so it just transitioned into owning my own marketing agency. Mm -hmm. But majority of the people that I um, have interacted with have no business knowledge whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They're just rolling with it. And yeah, I think it's just really following your purpose that you Mm -hmm. feel called to do Mm -hmm. um, and going with it and figuring it out along the way. A lot of it is really investing in yourself and in your business. Um, but yeah, no, you don't have to have any type of business background. There's girl, there's YouTube now there's Google, (laughs) like there is the online university. Um, if you're willing to apply yourself to it, Mm -hmm. um, but also to kind of go off on the side hustle thing, um, don't discredit your side hustle. Don't mm-hmm. let anybody force you either to turn your hobby into a side hustle or your side hustle has to be your full-time thing. I know so many people who have a really great nine to five and they love going there every single day. And then they love coming home and like working on their business a bit. And, you know, that's what living their best life looks to them. So do what feels right for you as well. And know that entrepreneurship looks very different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And whatever works for one person probably won't work for the next person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just figuring out what works for you. Like, Mm -hmm. this is your life. You have one of it. So. Very true. Okay. Well, Thank you so much, Alicia, for coming out and talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys. And I cannot wait to cheer you on along the way. And so I'm super stoked. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So if you head over to our Instagram at TWU Entrepreneurs, there you can let us know what you thought by commenting or sending us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.